morning, church. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Yes. Hey, I just want to say welcome. If you're in the foyer, you can make your way in here and find a seat. We are so excited to have you with us this morning. Are you guys ready to experience the joy of the Lord this morning? Come on, come on. Uh, so we have a video with some announcements for you, and then we have another video about our van. Um, God is providing for a van. We're seeing more money coming every week, so we're super excited. We're excited for what God is doing, um, and we got a lot of fun stuff kind of coming up this summer. So there's a video. Welcome to Walking to Life Assembly. We are so excited to have you with us this morning, whether you are online or in person. Whether this is your first time or you've been coming for a while, we'd love to get to know you better. Please fill out the connection card in the seat in front of you and drop it in the drop box in the foyer. If you would like to partner with us in giving, there are four ways in which you can do so. You can text to give. You can give online at wnla.church give. You can drop an envelope in our giving box in the foyer or you can mail a check to our P.O. box. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you with us this morning. Good morning, welcome New Life. I'm Noah Braun. I'm Sue. And you're watching WNLA Now. For our first announcement, we would love to highlight Sue and her um, Women of <laughs> the soldiers um, with the Miracle Food Network. Can you walk us through what it looks like on the day of, like, so that people know how they can help in times? We open the doors at 12:30, but we have to go get the food by 11:30. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, from our ladies' group enough cars mm -hmm. to to load and pick up. Then there's all that bringing in, mm -hmm. and there's um, the, the bringing into the church. And... We need muscle. We need muscle. So that's one of the areas that we're asking for help. Okay. And um, another is after the cleanup and um, just making it all orderly again. Yeah. So we need more guys than girls. Okay. Actually, that's that's where we get to because our little ladies. I'm not going to call us old. But, Wise? Oh, yes, we know better than to be <laughs> lifting some of this stuff, and yep. it's heavy and it's big, and um, so that's you know that's part of it. Uh, what like could we have kids coming out? Absolutely, and and um, the brawn kids actually are very good about my children. Yes, I'm just, yes, I'm yes. Yes. <laughs> I make them come. <laughs> but and they're excellent. We need more of those. <laughs> For our next announcement, we have the 4th of July at the Rhymers. What do they need to bring? They need to bring meat and a side dish and a lawn chair. And $5 for That's Sue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sue, what time should I show up? 5 p.m. <laughs> are there gonna be fireworks? <laughs> there are after dark. Okay, so. what time does it get dark? For our last announcement, we have our upcoming VBS Super 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 Superhero Hotline. <laughs> it will be July 31st through August 3rd. That's all for announcements. Thank you so much for watching. 
I'm Sue. And I'm Noah. And this has been WNLA Now. Hey, are you guys ready for summer camp? Yeah! All right, everybody, load up the truck. Let's go! There's no more room. Hey, it's all good. We can just rely on the Holy Spirit for clothes. Come on, guys. Load up the van. Car, load up the car. Oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. The rest of you, you're not going to be able to make it to camp. You're going to have to get off. I'm so sorry we don't have room. Maybe someday we'll have a church van to take all you guys. Oh, the car won't start. Hey, Pastor Andy, can you help us? We can't get to camp. Your car won't start? It won't start. Hey, I know a guy. Get over here immediately. Please donate to our church van fundraiser campaign. Look at these faces. Let's get them to summer camp, winter camp. Let's do this together. All right, I love that video. Uh, like I said, we're still raising money for our van, um, and it's we're highlighting the youth a lot, but it's for everybody, so it'll be used for the kids, for women's ministry, men's ministry, for our seniors' ministry, so um, we're really excited about that. Uh, I just want to say the Miracle Food Network, that is every Tuesday, um, so if you would like to help, talk to Sue or Sharon, um, and every Tuesday... At, uh, at 12 is when they start, or 12.30. But we, we unload the food at 12, so talk to them. Um, and I would like to invite up Lafey, if you could get up here. Everyone give it up. He's got something to share with you guys. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? Awesome. Glad to hear that. So I wanted to invite you all to our worship night. This Thursday, ooh, that's the good day. Yes, that is the good day. At 6.30, we're going to do worship night as, our, as a YWAM group, as like an, an, end, an end project to our DTS. Um, this Friday, we're going to have a graduation. So it's like our final project. We're going to do a worship night, everything done, everything set up by us YWAMers. So we're going to invite all of you to join and worship with us. So come on, come all. Thank you. Yeah, so it is, it'll be right here in the sanctuary at, uh, at 6.30, you said? 6.30 this Thursday, um, the YWAM is putting on a worship night. So we love our YWAMers. Um, they've been at youth group helping us out. Like, we love them. They're amazing. Yeah. So, like, let's show up and let's just worship God together with the YWAMers and support them and just worship God. Does that sound good? All right. I'll see you this Thursday, okay? And then last but not least, I would like to invite up John Steele, the pusher of the car getting us to camp. Thank you, son. Hey, at this time, um, I'd like Austin Merwin to come up. Where's Austin? He's not here yet? Uh, is he going to be here? Okay. Well, I thought I saw. Okay, so Austin Merwin is leaving us, and he's going into the United States Marine Corps. And, and everybody said, Arr! no, son. So 
we're gonna, we're gonna, I was gonna pray for him, and uh, so why don't his mom and dad come on up here? Just come on up, and uh, we're gonna call an audible. So, um, because I can, I got the mic. We'll just stand right up here. Come on up, and I'll just invite you guys to just lay, uh, just stretch out your hand, left or right, doesn't matter. And uh, we're gonna pray an agreement. I have a, I had a verse for, for Austin. Deuteronomy uh, thirty-one six. It says, "Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Um, do not be. Do not fear or be in dread of them." For it is the Lord your God who goes with you, and he will not leave you nor forsake you. So I'm just going to be praying that over Austin. I'm going to be praying that you as parents, I know you're, you're allowing your boy to go serve in, in the military. And I know uh, that's a little hard sometimes, especially what's going on. As you begin to just have faith and know that the Lord is going to direct him, the Lord is going to protect him. So, Father, I thank you, Father. For us, and I thank you for this family. Father, I thank you for this couple that raised up their children the way they should go, and they will not depart. So I pray protection and covering over Austin right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you go before him. Father, you prepare the way. And God, you know you have plans for this young man to prosper. You have plans for this young man for his future. And I, I pray, Father, your anointing and your favor and your protection over him in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, and for his parents, God, they would just have a peace knowing that their child, Father, is in the hands of God. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And we thank you, Father, that this young man loves our country and he's going to serve, Father, and we thank you for that, and, and that is an honor, Father. So we, we just we pray blessing over him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I believe it's time to worship. Oh, never mind. We're not going to worship right now. That's kind of, kind of a form. We're going to stand up and greet one another. There we go. Garnes.
Good morning, church. How are we doing? Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> well, welcome to worship this morning. Um, we just want to celebrate together. We just want to... Um, hello, hello, hello. Okay, good morning, church. How is everyone doing? Okay, I'm good. I'm glad to know you're doing well. Um, we're just going to start worshiping together and celebrating the Lord together, and I'm just really excited. Um, so if you just, I just want to endorse you guys. I want to encourage you guys. Just be free, okay? You can move around if you want. Um, we're going to sing I Thank God, and we're just celebrating what the Lord has done, and I'm so grateful that I get to do this with all of you guys. Um, celebrating our testimonies, celebrating what God has done, thanking him for what he's done and who he is. Um, so, yeah, sing along with us.
a throne that gets raised up when we praise. He, I believe that he lives there. Yeah? So when you and I praise, not just lifting our, our voice with the words on the screen, but singing what, what comes from his spirit placed in us. When I was growing up, I went to a church that had singing after the singing. That's how I referred to it. The song ended and there was still singing going on. The words weren't on the screen, and that's the kind of church I grew up in, singing after the singing church. We're that kind of church, church. What that is is just the spontaneous eruption of your spirit, your heart, your worship to the Lord. I don't know, I know you've, many of you have read Revelation. We're going to sing a song that has some very simple words. But the song of the elders and the angels is real simple. And I don't believe there'll be an overhead or a screen. And the words are, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And there won't, again, there, just, there won't be something there with words to look at. There'll be the throne and there'll be Jesus Ooh, I, I can't even begin to comprehend like what that view will be Jesus we worship you in this place would you just all around this place raise your hands this is surrender we're going to put some more words up on the screen we uh, learned the some of this song the other the other week so when it becomes familiar just join on in but it's just speaking holy 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 is the lord god almighty holy is the lord mighty is his name it's you we lift up in this place jesus just all over this place just start practicing whether you speak in in the spirit or just speak out his name say thank you Jesus gratitude is a good way to start the singing after the singing if you will Jesus we say thank you in this place we say thank you for your spirit thank you Jesus for your spirit thank you Jesus for your spirit thank you for the name that is above every name all authority all power and dominion is in that name there's no other name. There's no other name on heaven or earth by which we are saved. There is no other name, church. There is not another name. 
thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the Lamb. And all who've gone before us and all who will believe will sing the song of ages to the Lamb. This part might be your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name it stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name it stands above them all. And the angels cry. Holy, all creation cries. Holy, you are lifted high. Holy, holy
Bóg. So we can say that he is holy. Amen. So holy. You know, if you if you think of through your life, one of the main things that the the, the attack that we get from the enemy is uh, worry, right? And I have encountered this more and more in the last couple of weeks, just watching kids graduate from high school. They got worries about what am I gonna do, things like that, and it's. Some of that is fair, but a lot of the stuff that we worry about, we, re we really shouldn't be worrying about, because we believe in a God that, that keeps his promises, amen? A God that if God spoke something in your life, it is going to happen. It will happen. The enemy is so good about bringing worries, and if, if you look through the Bible and the, and the um, stories about Jesus walking, walking up on the earth, and every place that he went, he took his time. No matter what was happening, either if it was Lazarus, that he was dead, he took his time to get there. Or the centurion's daughter that was dead, he took his time to get there. You know, our job is to trust that his word is going to happen in our lives. That's all we got to do. I, I'm going to encourage you not to worry about the things that you can't control, but put it in God's hands. Because... I have seen it in my life, and, and I, I have spoke with many people, and, and God is faithful. 
God is so faithful. So let me tell you this. Whatever is happening in your life, whatever worry it's going on in your life, God reigns over all that. If it's a, if it's a worry about a sickness, God reigns over all that. All you got to do is put it in his hand. You know, the key for that is prayer. The, um, the recipe is, is prayer. We go to doctors and they give us this prescription to go get medicine. Let me tell you what. You go to God and God can, can give you what you need. When it comes to prayer, it's one of the things that I love the most because I see God working. I can't speak about a lot of people. I can speak about myself. Many years ago, I had a cancer in my throat. And it's been something that's been worried about in me every six months because you got to go to a doctor because I say, hey, doctor, right? Because all they do is charge me. But that's one of the worries that I have. And the last time, I mentioned it to Pastor Andy. And Pastor Andy, uh, he's so faithful to help me pray, help me pray for those things, right? But that time, I made a decision. I'm not going to worry about those things. Even though the doctor was like, ah, oh, Dan, I think there's something going on there. I was like, you know what? You should. But I'm not going to worry about this. Because I can't just believe in God and things that, and few things, and the easy things. We got to believe in God in the impossible things because he's the, he is the God of the impossible. You got to believe that the things that you cannot make it happen, he will make it happen. And there's no sense of allowing the enemy to come into your mind and, and take the time that you can be here saying, holy, holy is your name, God, and worry about the things that God already, he already by healing when he paid the price in the cross. Amen? So I wasn't worrying about it. I didn't worry about it. I didn't worry about it until I would get a text from Pastor Andy. Dan, any, any news? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get news. But God is faithful. God is faithful. There's nothing there. God is faithful. How about we just say, God, reign over my situation right now. Just Let's just pray. God, reign over what's going on in my life. God, you reign over my worries, about, about things that are going, going on in my head, about things that are going on in my family. Father, I pray over every person in this place, God. God, I pray for the youth as they're making changes in their lives, Father. I pray that, that the first thing that they do is they come to you and they say, God, show me the way. God, I surrender to you. These worries that the enemy has put in me, God, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I rebuke that and I declare that you were what you promised in my life will happen. It will happen in your time, God, not in mine. But I know that it will happen. Father, I pray for sickness. Father, in the name of Jesus, you bring healing. Father, I pray for restoration, God. Father, I, I pray against discouragement, Father God. If, if you have felt in your life like, oh, I, have, I feel far away from God, let me tell you. Or you can say, God, I surrender myself to you again. Forgive of my sins, God. Make me a new creation. Make everything new starting today again, God. I believe in you. I believe what you did in the cross. I believe that you gave your life so I can have better life in you, God. Father, I pray for this church, God. I pray for every new parent, every person that is just getting married, God. I pray that you are in the midst of it, Father.
I pray that your Holy Spirit, Father, would overflow our hearts with what you want us to go after, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, just fill us with your presence. Holy Spirit, fill us with, cover our eyes or open our eyes if it needs to be open, Father. Make things clear in our lives because you are a God that, that brings order in our lives, Father. I thank you for this church and I thank you for everyone sitting in this place, standing in this place or watching us online. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Kids, you may be excused for your class. On their, oh, there we go. Everyone, I've been reading in the book of Ezekiel, so you better buckle your seatbelts this morning. I've been in the prof, major prophets lately, so got to get my extra saliva ready to... <clears throat> All right, here we go. I'm kidding. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. I actually have been in the, uh, the major prophets recently. Um, and I've been procrastinating my way through it, to be honest. Uh, I don't skip books of the Bible, but uh, sometimes it gets... If you haven't read Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, there is a lot of just judgment. <laughs> and some of the chapters can get a little, okay, I, yeah, you're mad, God, I get it. Uh, anyway, so I'm trying something new this year. Uh, I try to read through the Bible every year. Uh, and this year... Um, I've, I've decided I'm going to try, and I've been doing this, when I get to the prophets here, instead of reading it, I'm listening to it, and I'm just laying down with my eyes closed. I know that sounds weird, but, uh, but I'm a visual person, and, and, uh, and so it's actually been really unique and interesting. Um, doesn't make it any less scary, um, but I uh, was listening in Ezekiel this week. And, and, he, and the Lord speaks to Ezekiel and, and he brings him in the spirit or in, in this vision to the temple. And, and he shows them all these terrible things that are happening in the temple. If you're not familiar, the temple was in Jerusalem. This is the place that was set up by David, Solomon, uh, uh, the instructions of the Lord, where the worship, the sacrifice to God Almighty, it was the Holy of Holies, it was right there, in, and this was, the, this was the place to worship God, right? So the Israelites had, uh, <laughs> had gotten creative over the years, and uh, God wasn't happy about it. He, takes, he speaks to Ezekiel, he brings him to the temple, in a vision. In fact, I got a picture of the temple. Let's go back to, did I put a model? Maybe I didn't put the model. Uh, that's all right. Um, essentially, you've got the outer courts, then you've got the, the inner courts, you've got the uh, altar, and then inside you go into the holy place where there's the, the bread and the candles and the incense, and then beyond that is the holy of holies, just to give you a little, a little, uh, little uh, glimpse here so the first thing that ezekiel is shown he walks in and he's into those inner courts okay he's outside of the court of the gentiles he's in the inner courts and he sees what god says do you see the idol of jealousy that's been set up in here idol of 
jealousy. What, what we believe that correspond to is Ahaz, the king of Israel at the time, had set up, they believe, an, uh, an idol to Baal in the, in the courts of the temple. Not the outer courts, the inner courts. And, uh, and the people were worshiping and, and praying. And uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Baal idols, they were fertility idols. And they had all sorts of crude things on them. It was supposed to, you pray to them for fertility. And then God says, now dig through the wall. Okay, so he digs, digs through the wall and he, he gets in there and he's, he's in the inner courts now and he's looking around and they have decorated all the walls of the inner courts with all of the unclean animals that they weren't supposed to eat, all of these unclean images, and, and, they, and not only that, so they, they decorated them, and they painted, I'm not sure what they did, hung statues of pigs, I don't know, all these unclean animals, but not only that, the elders were burning incense to all of these images in the court. <laughs> <laughs> as if to say in your face god but here's the thing they were also saying this Shh, god will never know this is my andy paraphrase but they, they said god won't see us is what they were saying so then he goes to the northern gate god brings him to the northern gate and there he sees a group of women mourning for tammuz tamaz i can't pronounce his name correctly but tamaz was a strange cult. This was a deity of the pagans. They believed that every year this deity, this god Tamas, would die and rise again with the crop cycle. Okay? Just like, you know, our, our crops die and they rise back to life. Now, they believed that if you did not properly mourn for the death of Tamas in the fall when everything was dying, you had to mourn for him or he wouldn't come back and bless your crops again. And so here in the temple, at the north gate, the women are bowing and mourning for Tamas, this pagan god. And God's like, and if you think that's bad, let me show you more. This is, this is, this is the whole thing in Ezekiel. And if you think that's bad, God says, let me show you more. So then he takes them, and he's there between the altar where they burnt the sacrifice and the, and the temple doors, and they weren't facing either there were, the, there were more of the elders, uh, they were facing east and bowing down and worshiping the sun. So I'm sitting here in my, on my couch like, oh, this isn't fun. Could we skip to the Psalms again? <laughs> and God, and God, God says, and, and to top that all off, they even lift the stick to their nose as if they're thumbing their nose at him. Is that, is that not enough? Is this a small thing, God says? And then it follows with chapter after chapter of, and so I will strike down upon thee with furious vengeance and great wrath, like an over, like, because this is not a small thing, what they're doing. And you can all see that. When you look at the, the things that specifically they were shown, they were praying, oh, for fertility, for family. They were praying uh, for this, you know, they've got secret sins, provision. They were praying to the sun to provide the heat and the light and all of these things. In essence, they were hedging their bets because they were still worshiping God. In the midst of all that, they would still offer sacrifices to God Almighty. 
So you think you would think that you would turn your backs completely on God to do all these things, but you all know that's not how we operate, is it? We hedge our bets. Yes, I will worship God on a Sunday or whenever it's convenient, but you know what? Just in case, to get a little extra karma, I'm going to tip the waitress some extra. Maybe I'll get, get some good coming around to me. Maybe I'll just knock on wood just in case. Maybe I, I will pray, yes, Lord, I ask for this, and I'll flip the coin into the fountain as well. I wish I may, I wish I might have this be my lucky night. I see the first star. Shooting star, get a wish, get a wish, get a wish. When you wish upon a star, just in case the blue fairy might answer. And, and listen, we do this tongue-in-cheek, we do this, but we also do this in actual seriousness. We hedge our bets against God. Yes, God, and all these other things just, to, just in case God doesn't come through. And you know what? He hasn't said anything for a while, so he probably doesn't see it anyway. He doesn't see the, the proverbial unclean things that are decorating my inner courts, if you will. We, uh, we bring superstition, we bring guesswork, we bring fairy tales, we bring all these things in. Uh, my daughter just finished another play called uh, Spongebob. It's funny, I didn't let my kids watch Spongebob, and now she's in it, all right. But uh, there's, there's a, theater people are weird, by the way. Any theater people out there? All right, you're weird, and it's true. They're also superstitious in some ways. There's some fun superstitions in theater that uh, you can't say the word Macbeth in the theater or bad things will happen. It's based on Shakespeare's Macbeth. And, uh, and so, sure enough, this, this week, one of the girls that was supposed to play one of the main parts, they, they, uh, she broke her ankle and couldn't do it. And somebody's like, they were all saying, oh, somebody must have said Macbeth. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, and they're saying it in funniness, but some people are like, maybe. Maybe there is some bad luck. So I would drop Emma off a couple hours before performance and I'd yell, make back with the back in the bath on the way in there. So I'm like, yeah, you just have to make sure it's just to teach her that it's silliness. Or go, go break a leg, because heaven forbid, I wish you good luck. <laughs> anyway, that's all tongue in cheek, that's all fun. But, but really, when I talk about the idols in the sanctuary and all these things, we can all be like, whoa, never me. But what do we decorate our courts with in our hearts? Like, this is what God's like. And, and then God says to Ezekiel, is this a small thing? Like, he's basically, is, am I not just in, in doing what I am about to do, sending them into exile, allowing, allowing the Babylonians to come and destroy everything? They've turned their back on me. Well, they kind of did. No, they 100% did by adding other things into it. Is it a small thing, God said. Now imagine this, people who live in 2023. Imagine if you did not have Jesus Christ. Imagine where you'd be. Every time you put up something in your inner court, is it a small thing? It's not a small thing. You know what you would do if you did not have Jesus Christ? Here's what you would do. You would either A, turn your back 
and rebel against him in every way. Or you would be at best an agnostic that never wanted to hear what God had to say. Because, because it would be so burdensome. Like everything is just, like you, go read Ezekiel, it's heavy. The law is heavy. And, and, and so your only coping mechanism is to go, blah, 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 I'm not listening to any of this, like, because I have to live my life without him as fast as I can, otherwise I'm just completely subject to judgment. Because I can't, I can't live perfectly. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a simple question for you, this isn't my main point, but I just want to pose this question for you to ponder with you and the Lord. Are you avoiding God? Is your, have you set your life up to where daily you avoid him? You filter your time with distractions, avoidance. I'm not saying this to condemn us. I'm saying to enlighten us, to maybe see a pattern. If you avoid God most of the time, it could very well be because you have a bad belief about who he is. You think God equals pain. And you think God equals judgment. And you think God, you know, we avoid pain. We set our lives up to avoid pain, right? Everything. We, 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 we try our very best to eliminate all pain out of our life. So if you're eliminating God out of your life, it could very well be because you believe in your heart of hearts that coming to him means pain. had a conversation with, with somebody about revival. And uh, if, you, if you remember, was it a few months ago, we had a service where, you know, it was, we just worshiped and, you know, it was great. And everybody's calling revival, revival. And, and somebody says, I thought, I thought we were in revival. But it seems in my life, things have just gotten harder and harder. And, and I said, that's really interesting that you think revival is just about running around circles in the sanctuary. That's fun. But true revival is when the Lord allows things to bubble up in your personal life to the surface that he's like, this is like a pool of acid you've been sitting in for years. So like you get in revival, it's him like, blah, blah, blah. and now look, I'm exposing something in you. He's not screaming, you are. And he's like, now can... <laughs> he's not scared. Ah! But what happens in, re in true revival, your sin does get exposed. It's a good thing. It's, it, it may feel like pain in the moment, but what he's wanting to do is by boiling up sin, your garbage, is being, now let me just... It's like when you, get, when you boil up the, the silver and you can take the dross right off the top. Now you're purified. And that stuff, like, like that sin, like you've, you've been covered by the blood of Jesus, but you've still been sitting in it. If you had a hot tub full of acid, but it was just down at your toes and your toes had gone numb, but they were still eating your flesh. And you're sitting there in the hot tub and the bubbles are on and the light show is going on. This is a nice revival I'm having, but the acid comes on up. And it starts to hurt in places. And the Lord's saying, that's because there's acid in the pool. 
This bubbling, this light show, this revival, it's not about having a party in the pool. It's about me getting rid of the acid so that we can have a great pool party. That's revival. So if you are experiencing pain, it is not because God is a painful God. It is because he wants to heal you of something you've gone numb to. The pain that you stopped feeling pain about because you've gotten used to it in the parts that were, and he's bringing it to the service, like let's get rid of it so your toes can feel again. And you can have healing and wholeness. That's revival. It's good news. You're about to get edified, church. I love saying words that nobody, like, unless you like grew up in church, you're like, I don't know what that means but it sounds scary. All right, look at your neighbor and said, you're about to get edified. Now, before you get too scared and run out, <laughs> I see some people looking very sketchy. I, I don't think we're going to. Edified just means to be built up and strengthened. All right, it's a good thing. All right, now you've just learned a vocabulary word on top of uh, all this other good stuff. So, you're about to get edified. Here we go. I'm going to read you 25 verses out of the book of Hebrews chapter 10. This is all in light. All in light. Of what life is out like without Jesus back in Ezekiel's day versus what it is right now. It's about to be good. It says this, starting in verse 1 through 25. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year make perfect those who draw near to worship. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once and for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. I'm going to press pause there for a second. Something that hit me this week, I shared it with my staff earlier this week, something that hit me in that verse was one of the, one of the main purposes of that yearly, the Day of Atonement. When we're talking about that temple, every year they would do the Day of Atonement and they would offer sacrifices for the forgiveness and the atonement for our sins. Okay? And we're being told here plainly that actually never worked. Uh, but what it was, one of the main purposes, everybody pay attention to this, get this, one of the main purposes for the, the yearly atonement sacrifice was simply to remind you that you're a doggone dirty sinner. They served as a reminder that you are a sinner. They were a lot like taxes. Every year the taxes come up and you're like, don't remind me that I'm not actually a free person that I owe and I pay to be here. Right? That's what, I mean, taxes have other purposes, but they do remind us that, oh, it's not just free that we get all this stuff. We pay. The annual sacrifice was a reminder to the people. Hey! Hey! Still feeling guilty, aren't you? It's because you're a dirty sinner. That's why. Let's keep going on. It's going to be good news, I promise. 
Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me with burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, this is Christ talking, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll, I have come to do your will, my God. Then he said, Here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. Press pause. What is he setting aside? He's setting aside the law now. He's setting aside the reminder. He's setting aside the, the requirements of the law. That were re annual reminder, you dirty sinner. This is what Jesus is doing. We're being told plainly here. He sets aside the first to establish the second. First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. I hope you're getting this. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But when this priest, talking of Jesus, when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, for by one sacrifice he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. By one sacrifice, we're talking about the sacrifice of Christ Jesus on the cross, his death and resurrection, and then he sat down next to the Father. By that one sacrifice, he made perfect those who are being made holy, is what it says here. Once and for all. Here's, here's the problem we have here. I could, if I stood up here and I said, everybody look at me, you're perfect. You'd all look at me and say, you are full of it. Because I cussed out another driver on my way to church this morning. I didn't do it. You did. I cussed him out in my mind. I'm driving, to, I'm driving to church this morning. First of all, these four or five bunnies run across the road. And I'm like, what are you doing? Thunk, thunk. I hit one. And I was mad at the bunny. Like, you dummy. Don't you know my Jeep is fat? I, I, I tried to swerve. This thing can go over giant boulders. And I kept going. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Blah, blah, blah. And then I turn onto the next road, and some fool had thrown three mattresses across the road. And I'm like, you dummy, whoever that was, you're worthless. Like, I'm, you know, you're, I'm on my way to church. <laughs> Father, I'm here to do your will. This is, this is why when I stand up here and I read you something, very clearly the scripture says that he has made you perfect. Your flesh rails against it. Because there were three mattresses in your way and you got so angry and cursed the fool in your head. And yet, it says here by his one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. That word made holy is this one word. I'm going to give, you're going to get a second vocabulary word today. You got edified. You're being edified right now. The second word is sanctified. 
Time captain sanctification, all right? Sanctified, that's what being made holy means, okay? Uh, sanctification, it's, this, it's, a, it's a Greek word there, it's hagiazo, hagiazo, and it means this literally, to render to be vener- venerable and holy, okay? So there's a lot of teaching and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion amongst, well, so sanctification, is, it's this process where I'm getting holier and holier, okay? Yes, but, okay? Yes, but. The problem with that is I can't be gooder and gooder and get holier and holier. Sanctification happens at the moment of salvation. I've been rendered holy. Now, there is a process where your behavior needs to start lining up with that holiness. You should sin less and less the more you walk with Jesus. Say amen to that, please. Like, that's the truth. But, but, but the truth of the matter is, when you say yes and you become in Christ, you are holy. And it says you're perfect. You're justified. You're holy. You are this word sanctified. My goodness. But I ran over, the, I did, I ran over a bunny today. It didn't make me any less or more holy because I'm still in Christ. My behaviors need to start lining up more, obviously. But when Jesus set aside the old covenant, the law, he established something new, that by his one sacrifice, once and for all, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. It does, he doesn't just put it in a vault. You're gone now. He just, it's gone. Many of us, I do believe that many of us will get to heaven and when we stand before the judgment seat of God, we will be so aware of how terribly awful we've been and we will start to try to rehearse to him all the awful things I ever did. I remember that one Sunday I was mad. I cussed him out. And the Lord will look at you and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Honestly, he'll, look, he'll be like, are you nuts? Because he has no recollection of that. He has removed your transgressions from you as far as the east is from the west. That's how far he's removed it. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He has forever made perfect those who are being sanctified. You are sanctified only if you've come to Christ. If you have not accepted Christ, you're not there yet. And some of you are like, well, I'm still trying to decide what to do with this whole Jesus thing. Let me make the trip shorter for you. Because you're like, I'm going to figure it all out, and then I'll accept him. Listen, try something new. Accept him right now. Say, Jesus, I accept you. I receive you as my salvation, as my portion, as my forgiveness. Now explore him. And you will find out, like, better than, listen, I like TED Talks. I love all sorts of those books. I listen to them. I read them. I do. I do. But I, I come at them from the perspective of I'm already sanctified. I have Christ Jesus, so I'm going to get more out of this TED Talk than anybody else. Even the stuff that's nonsense, I can throw away. Because I'm in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. You are made perfect. You are holy. Anytime, folks, 
that you constantly get in a cycle, that you're reminding yourself of the sin you committed last night, last year, last week, last month. You are operating under a system that has already been set aside. You're sitting under the law again. And, and you're sitting there like, oh, and I did this, and I did this, and I, did, and I, put, I put a pig on the wall, and all these things. I knocked on wood. I threw salt over my shoulder, whatever it is. You're, you're not under that law. You're self-imposing your punishment because he says if you come to me, you've been made perfect and holy. The law served to remind you over and over, you dirty dog, you dirty dog. Every year, dirty dog, dirty dog. Jesus set that aside as a reminder that he reminds you, you're the righteousness of God. Use good, use smart, use important. Okay, not quite like that. You are holy. You are sanctified. You are beloved. You are made perfect in Christ. Oh, folks. That's who we are. I, I taught English for a while. And the best thing you can do if you're grading essays is have this thing called a rubric. Otherwise, you'll be like, I hate your essay. You get an F. I had those teachers in high school and in college. They had no rubric, they just graded based on, I don't like what you had to say. But if you had a rubric, even like this is garbage and it's written poorly, but it follows everything I asked them to do. I gotta give them an A. That's what a rubric is. You get this many points for this, this many points for this, this many points for this. There was a rubric called the law. And every time you submitted your essay, Oh, F, 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 you failed here, you failed here, you failed here. When Jesus came, he took that rubric by his blood, and by his resurrection, and he set it aside so that he could have a new rubric. And it has one little square, and it says, are you in Christ? And if you say yes to that, he's like, A plus. Now there's the teacher I want to have. If you are in Christ, you have been made perfect listen we you do not need me as a pastor to stand up here and constantly berate you and remind you of your sin you know that already you did that before you even decided to come to church there's many people that aren't even here this morning because they're so conscious of their sin they're like i couldn't even walk through that door that's foolishness i've had people say i I'd get struck by lightning if I walked in. Well, it would be a lightning storm because a lot of other people here would need it too. Because you're grading yourself by the wrong rubric. Yes, we need the forgiveness of our sins, but it only comes with the one standard. Are you in Christ? Then the answer is yes. For one, one sacrifice, he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. All right, I want to get through this. We've got a few more minutes. It says this, the Holy Spirit testifies to us about this, for he says, and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. This is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I'll write them in their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember sometimes. No. I was just seeing if you were following. Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. 
And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. No need to give extra to, the, to whatever uh, orphanage or whatever just to appease your conscience. That's not a cheerful giver. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have this confidence, this is what's important about this. This is why I need to stand up here and scream at you that you are holy, that you are righteous, that you are, you are perf- been, you've been made perfect. This is why, because look at what it says here. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And since we have a great priest forever over the house of God. This is why you need to be surrounded by people. Not, you don't need yes people in your life. But you need gold diggers in your life. You need people that constantly tell you who you are. Oh man, you are a man of God. Like I'm not, I'm not saying surround yourself with people that pardon everything that you do. Listen, sometimes you do dumb things and you need to be called out on it. Because that's not who you are. Not out of a, not out of a heart of, I'm going to get you, but out of a heart of, that's not who you are. My goodness, that's, I would never have thought you would do that in a million years. I got this one pastor friend, a mentor of mine, like, it's almost embarrassing to talk to him. Because he always is, is just edifying me. But, oh, you are an amazing pastor. You are, you are an incredible man of God. And I'm like, well, <laughs> shucks. <laughs> but like, we need people that will call out what God sees and says about us. Because that's what we need to hear more of. Why? Because if, I, if all I hear, when I, when I get here in the morning on a Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I got, I got a, I, it's time, but I, just, I was angry when I got here. Oh, now I have to go through a sacrifice process to get back with the Holy Spirit. I got to go through a process. Maybe I got to do 40 push-ups. Whatever the process is, you've created. If I listen to a half hour of worship, read 42 verses in the Psalms, do five Hail Marys, six jumping... James is, I don't know. Now I'm worthy again. When the truth is I can say, Jesus, I plead your blood, forgive me. I'm worthy. Now I can step up and I can enter the holy of holies with a heart and the, the guilt is gone. This is why it's important. You've got to believe this stuff. And you've got to remind yourself of this stuff. Not rehearse the sin and rehearse all that. Rehearse the gold. Rehearse who God called you to be so that you, can, you don't waste any time earning your way into the presence. You just say, the blood of Jesus, and you're in. Now let's get busy doing your will and good things. Oh. I want to finish. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching that is one of the main reasons we get together obviously the reason is to worship jesus christ but we come together because we are like gold 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 remind each other of who you are in christ spur each other on we say, 
Let's go. Right, Tanner? I don't do it quite as well as him. And that's where we're going to finish today with this. Stephanie, I'll have you come up. In fact, everybody stand with me for a second here. Get your cup out. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took a cup. Now, it was not a little plastic cup with the weight. It, it wasn't, but he took a cup. He took some bread and he said, this is my body, guys, broken for you. You're going to take this to remember all the terrible things you've done. No. He said, take it and eat it to remember me. Here's the my blood. It's poured out for you. Take it and remember every rotten thing you've ever done. And when you finally figured it out, maybe take a sip. No, he said, take it and remember me. That's what Jesus said, and that's what this means. It's not a rehearsal and a deep dive into all of the depravity of your heart and your mind. It is a turn your eyes on Jesus, remind who he is, and it will reflect and remind you who you are in him, the righteousness of God. Okay. I know that in a group this size, there's at least several people that have come in here and there is a sin that is harassing you. The reminder of the sin, the constant, the constant like barraging of guilt from the sin. I know, that's, it, it, we've all experienced, we've walked through it, I've been there. Today's the day you are going to say that sin can, it will no longer harass me because I have the blood of Jesus. It's my shield, it's my, it, 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 that sin can no longer speak to me. Today, the blood of Jesus, if you will accept it, will cover that sin once and for all. Forever. Made perfect forever. Gone. But by doing this with me today, you are agreeing to my terms. And my terms are that you will not allow yourself to be bullied by the guilt of it anymore. I'm asking you to do that. Because you've probably taken communion many times over this. But today you're making a stand and saying, no, I'm forgiven and that's, that's gone. I'm the righteousness of God. The blood of Jesus, once and for all, I'm also asking us if the Holy Spirit has brought up anywhere you've hedged your bets by putting those things on the wall or you're trying, you're trying Jesus and we're going to let the blood of Jesus cover over those and be forgiven for those as well. No more being beat up by that. So I want you to, these aren't going to be rhetorical questions. I'm going to answer, ask two questions and I want you to say the answer out loud. Have you or do you accept Christ today? Okay. If you hadn't yet, and you just did, you're, you, you've now you are what we call in Christ, therefore a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The rest of you, you've just confessed that you are in Christ. My next question is, have you repented of your sin? 
Repentant means to change your mind about it, right? We talked about it last week. I acknowledge it's not good. It is bad. That's what repented is. So I'll ask again. Do you and have you repented of your sin? Okay, guess what? You're holy. You're righteous. You're perfect because you've been made perfect. Not because of how good you are, but because of who you just confessed your faith in, Christ Jesus. Forever made perfect. Forever made perfect. Let me remind you of that over and over. Forever made perfect. And so we hold this bread up. And now nobody has to feel guilty about taking this today. You're in the presence of the Lord. You go right on in. Heart sprinkled. Conscious cleansed. Conscience cleansed. So we hold this bread and we say, thank you, Jesus, for your body broken for mine. Your body broken to set aside that, that hopeless system that reminded us of our sins, but your body broken in our stead. And we just say thank you as we turn our eyes and our thoughts on Jesus Christ. Let's take the bread together. And we got the cup. Let's hold it up. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And yet Jesus, once and for all, his blood was shed. And in that moment, in that moment, the invitation was open to all of us. And you've confessed it today. So you are in Christ. And what we're doing here isn't forgiving you anymore. It's reminding you of who he is. Oh, Jesus, you're awesome. We love you. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Let's take it together. He's a refreshing God. So, Father, I bless each one here by the name of Jesus that there would be no other name they would lean on for their salvation, for their, for their goodness, but lean on Jesus Christ. That's where our hope is built. That's where our life is built. Thank you for the freedom and redemption of the cross. So I bless him. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So you walk out of here with a smile on your face today. You're no longer bullied. You are blessed. Amen. God bless you.